1: I'm Dominic Nichols. Welcome to a special edition of Ukraine: The Latest.
0: This hideous and barbaric venture of Vladimir Putin must end in failure.
1: Nobody's going to break us. We're strong. We're Ukrainians. Today is a bank holiday in the UK, so in a break from our normal programme, we've got a couple of interviews from my time with the Royal Navy and the Ukrainian Navy last week. uh, I interviewed a couple of the Ukrainian personnel talking about their training on autonomous underwater mine hunting drones, and uh, another interview with one of the Royal Navy chaps down there about quite, uh, quite what it does, so hope you enjoy those. Uh, we'll all be back tomorrow as normal for all the normal service, uh, so speak then, hope you like it. Thanks for listening. I've come to a British naval base somewhere in the UK, I'm not allowed to say for security reasons, and I've been joined by Royal Navy personnel and Ukrainian Navy personnel talking about a capability that the UK will soon be gifting to the Ukrainian Navy. Um, so I'm to the commander. Um, can you tell me what you and your men are doing here, please? So we are here to train about the,
3: with Ramos, mm-hmm. this is like underwater drone. That's so that's r-
1: sorry, Remus is the underwater drone. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's helped like to demining in, in demining mission. That it's very important, crucial, important in Ukraine. And we'll try to do the best here to collect all necessary information how to use it sure. and try to reach our, our all our training objectives. Why is this important? Because science will, back in Ukraine, will start immediately to use the same drone in Ukraine to like areas close to the port infrastructure and in
1: other areas of our responsibilities. And as I understand it, the underwater drone Remus uh, is able to look for mines. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking to another member of the team here, the other uh, team leader, how difficult has it been to train on this new piece of equipment?
3: The training
0: is not really as that difficult. Very interesting, quite interesting. The vehicle is rather complicated, but we had previous experience working in very similar in similar field and very similar uh, machines. It's easier for them to understand that that system, uh, the Dreamers machine.
3: our the,
0: well we are grateful to our partners for
3: that for the training uh, we are
0: really grateful for the information we are given uh, regard and training we are given regarding the machine capability uh, programming and uh, in the future looking for the which we can be used for looking for the mines
1: how does it operate Do you need a diver in the water with the vehicle?
3: Uh, водолаза, uh, для, для REMSA, uh, водолази, no,
0: it doesn't uh, require, uh, 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 for, for the scanning, uh, it doesn't uh, require a diver, uh, it's working independently, it's uh, going, uh, it's going it's doing the mission, then it's recording whatever they, they scan under, under water, then we reviewing what's been scanned, and then if anything was found, we either using the uh, divers or we're using the another another drone, to figure out what's inside there, what's on the bottom.
1: And the other drone or the diver would would then fix an explosive charge to
0: destroy the mine? Uh, Diver or drone or other drone would cut the ropes or chains uh, the mine is attached to. And then the other boat uh, either exploding it or just shooting with the guns.
1: And will this be used just to clear mines from ports or can it also be
0: used to look for Russian submarines and other equipment under the water? Uh, this this equipment is only can be used for the objects which on the on the water bed on not 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 very deep uh, on rather shallow water, and it's not suitable for looking for the Russian submarines.
1: How important is this capability to the Ukrainian Navy?
3: It's very important because uh, we are thinking about the, our next mission and our strategy mm. so the current situation is very difficult, but we'll see what will be happened after the war and our announcement that we will need at least ten years to clear all our regions, but it's the current situation, but the war is still in the progress, so it's very important. For peace life, uh, for mm-hmm. commercial uh, shipping, mm-hmm. for just just for peace life. It's <coughs> like it's about the life of our civilians who just for civilian ships, and it's very important mission in the current situation for sure. But in next years, next and next years, we'll need to know how to just. To do this, and we just pretty understand how it, it's important, like for
1: peace, life. And yeah. will this be used to clear areas around, for example, Odessa, or is it used to clear sea lanes through the through the Black Sea? Uh,
3: yeah, in this situation, Odessa we try uh, to just clear uh, 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 the Odessa, uh, Odessa uh, regions because it's still not enough, like vehicles, like cremuses. So just Odessa
1: region right now is primary. And how have you
0: found living and working here in the UK? The learning process really good, like uh, the way it was planned, great. The living arrangements really good as well. We are really pleased for with the living arrangements.
1: And uh, it it was your Independence Day has ju- has just passed. Uh, you obviously focused here on on your mission,
0: but did you mark it in any way? In current, in current situation, we are we we understand that we are here to learn. We are deep inside. We do cele- did celebrate, but we understand how important this this learning process and how short time is for us to to learn this. Hence, we concentrating on studies. Uh,
1: just, uh,
3: so, it was like yesterday. It was a bad accident in Ukraine, like you know about the railway station, and uh, we were really sad because a lot Ukraine of civilians sh- died sh- tomorrow, sh- we try sh- to sh- celebrate sh- in sh- our
0: souls, sh- but sh- we still sh- part sh- of sh- our sh- Ukrainian sh- community, and, uh, it doesn't sh- matter if sh- sh- we're sh- here sh- in the sh- United
3: yeah. Kingdom or in Ukraine, <coughs> so we still like that yesterday accident just hurts our souls.
1: And how does your team feel about being able to take this capability back and and use it in the war? We are really appreciate mm. to the government of United Kingdom,
3: and uh, we just want more and more because we just pretty understanding the scale of our mission. So uh, this mission is important, but Remus says is good. But crew who just su- supported uh, this mission, it's also more important. Like so, we are willing for more Remuses and we just really appreciate it. it will mission like this
1: just be more and more and how do you feel about Russia mining your ports and stopping your the safe flow
0: of civilian traffic
3: we, we see
0: the Russians as a terrorist country since we wouldn't be fighting to the full victory until we're going to return our uh, Crimea territory, and all our territories. And Donetsk and Lugansk. Donetsk and Lugansk as well.
1: We are very lucky in that our podcast is listened to widely in your country.
0: What message do you have for your countrymen? What, what can I say to Ukrainians in Ukraine? As my family is there and my close uh, are in Ukraine, please be patient. Victory is going to be with us. Thank you very much.
4: Lieutenant James Carpenter from uh, DTXG, which is diving threat and exploitation group. Uh, and uh, I'm, yeah, assist, assisting with the training for the uh, armed forces of Ukraine um, to, to assist them in learning how to use uh, an autonomous vehicle, uh, which will assist them in locating potential uh, mine-like contacts and uh, mine threats uh, in coastal and shallow, shallow waters. Why
1: do you need autonomous Mine hunters. If you've got divers, surely the, the the human is better than a machine at doing this job.
4: As a diver, I kind of argue that, but actually, uh, the the autonomous vehicle can search such a greater. Area than uh, than, a, than a diver ever would. We are more the finishing product of the destroy, whereas to search you, you, over vast the, the sea is a very big place, <laughs> uh, and to, to search uh, these large areas you need the, the, um, the autonomous vehicles or, or a, a side scanning sonar of, of sorts uh, that can locate uh, objects that are either on the seabed or tethered to to, to something which is uh, in in the in the water column. The general consensus of the public of mines are you, you know, you, your tethered ones with big horns on and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of the stuff is actually located on the seabed uh, and it's very difficult to find. Um, obviously there's rocks and things like that. And this technology enables you to find all those things that are bouldering up, up from the seabed. Uh, and then you then have to go go around purposely to, to look, uh, to see which, and then to identify, which you can then use Uh, a different autonomous vehicle with a camera or you can use a diver to to locate Um, but the the training that we're doing at the moment is more for it's kind of like a proving a route so we'll search search an area for these through these guys uh, and hopefully there won't be any mine like contacts and then we can prove that that then is like uh it's like a dredged area so that's a clear area then they can use to to hopefully get this uh grain and uh, and important uh, shipping in and out of, out of Ukraine. That's, that's the vital thing. We're not, we're not looking at finding stuff to destroy. It's more like finding a clear route.
1: My, why are mines on the seabed? What do
4: they do if they detect something big and metal going, going above them? The underwater explosive effect, uh, it's called the bubble pulse effect, but uh, an, an amount of explosive underwater can cause a lot more damage because, of the, uh, because water's not compressible and the effects that it does from the seabed t- to the surface actually multiplies. What the damage it can do to a surface vessel when detonating on the seabed is actually, it's, it's difficult, unless you've seen it, it's difficult to actually explain. Um, but, but it's not like the mine then detaches itself from the seabed, floats no, up no, and no. hits it, the vehicle. It, 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 it explode explodes on the seabed. On the, on the seabed, yeah. And yeah. it's
1: the pressure wave that then- that rises, yeah. That damages
4: um, the, the- And it will, de- is uh, c- known as kind of like, it can break the back of ships. Uh, from the, the the bubble pulse effect, as I said, uh, that will come from, from, from the seabed to the surface,
1: because it effectively because blasts it, yeah, the water blasts out of the way then, and and the ship yeah, is yeah. momentarily suspended under its own weight is that right uh,
4: kind of yeah the the explosion goes off and out of air it 's expanding, but as well as so when you know when you come from similar to pack of crisps in, in your aer- airplane that expands. So that's expanding as it's going to the surface as well. So it multiplies the effect of it and it can just be quite uh, catastrophic really for, for shipping, especially in, in waters around about the uh, 100 meter coastal waters. There also are tethered, tethered mines, which have uh, contact kind of horns on them, which is yeah, quite rudimentary, just if the ship hits it, that will de- then detonate and it will be uh, in close proximity and, uh, and cause, cause damage that way as well, yeah. So
1: tell me a little bit about Remus, the autonomous vehicle. And before we go any further, do I have to keep calling it autonomous
4: vehicle? Is there like a swear jar around here that if I say the word drone, I have to put... Uh, no, I, don't, I, think, I think why it's not called drone, I think that's just more associated with uh, aviation-type autonomous vehicles. Yeah, UAVs is kind of what, what, what we call it, or we call it the robot sometimes. Yeah, it's. Um, so tell me about the robot. Of, yeah. Um, so it's about 1, 1. 1.6 meters long. It looks very much like uh people would say like a torpedo, but it's got no explosive elements to it whatsoever. It's purely a device that can that can find things. So it's got two side-center sonars are on the, on it. Uh and we we can hook it up to a laptop. We program it where to go, and then we literally put it in the water and send it off in its way. Um and we we give it certain areas to search, and it would it would search that area very much like uh, we call it the mowing the lawn effect whereas it goes up one say and then comes back down uh, and just searches that whole area and then produces um, uh, all the data uh, and the imagery uh, that we can then look at to decipher whether whether anything it is, it's produced looks like a mine-like kind of contact. Um, and what range yeah. is it able to detect stuff at, and, what, and what sort of size at what range did it detect? Um, I mean it will start the thing is, because it searches all the way along, it starts to probably detect things to, uh, in probably two two, 300 meters, but then when it goes over it, it will develop that, a better image of it. Um, so you'd like to think uh, it, you don't really need to, to have a range as such, but in terms of detection, it can detect something as small as a, as a, as a small uh, a, a barrel, kind of like probably football size, um, it would e- easily detect. Um, yeah, the, the range on it can actually, we can. Do it missions up to 10 hours supposedly from the from the uh, manufacturing spec um, but we tend to use it for two to three hours at a time and it, uh, that also depends on the speed that you you put it in the tidal conditions etc that it is fighting against and it's yeah. under its own under its own power it's not tethered yeah, it's not to the tethered ship at all. no it's like built-in batteries
1: and is this mainly for coastal water so shallow water
4: i, I wonder if, it, if it's yeah you know, what depth can it go to or if, it, if yeah, you know, it's, it's classed uh to deal with coastal waters which is less than 100 meters. So this is the Remus 100 and its depth, max depth is 100 meters. Uh, that it and, uh, can detect or that it can go to? That it can detect. It can also go to only 100 meters and that's why I think it hovers just above the, the seabed. There's a fact The Remus has a family of different robots um, uh, going up, up to like 600 uh, meters. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is more designed for the coast. It's the smallest one they do. And how have these guys responded to training? Oh, then, Compared to yeah. uh, Jack? Compared to, yeah, to our UK uh, kind of trainees, uh, they've been amazing. Yeah, they're, they're so motivated, obviously, uh, and uh, really genuinely interested in anything that they, they can do. And what I found really refreshing is the appreciation of, of the equipment, whereas Jack. Will sometimes say, "Oh, there's always a better one on the market," kind of thing. Like and these these guys really appreciate um, anything that, that they've got. And the uh, the appreciation of this this kit is actually very very good. Um, and what it's the data is producing to help them out is, is excellent. Um, and they've been yeah, i so say very very appreciative, very conducive to training. Um, it's been difficult, I would say it's challenging um, with the the interpreter, but they yeah they they've dealt with it and managed it um, uh, very well. Yeah,
1: and how are they managing the technical nuances of the impenetrable language known as
4: Jack Speak? Um, yeah, there are, there has been with uh, kind of our team that are assisting the training. Um, a lot of the training is is being delivered by by the Americans um, as as well as us. Um, but yeah, our nuances in in the in the Jack Speak have have had slight issues. Um, but they're they're getting they're they're getting on board with it and and starting to notice and uh, kind of. Um, be aware of some of the sayings um, uh, and repeat themselves. Yeah. Which ones are they repeating? Uh, are can't... they taking yaffling spanners back to Ukraine? <laughs> no. Or um, yeah, going down to Three Quango and stuff. No. Uh, I can't. I what's that?
1: Is that rude Am I to... What's Three Quango?
4: No. Uh, it's just a, it's a, a made up location. So uh, go go to Three Quango uh, and you'll find it there, kind of thing. But yeah, the don't I can't. Worry. Yeah, I can't really think. Uh, Never That's fine.
2: Ukraine The Latest is an original podcast from The Telegraph. To stay on top of all of our Ukraine news, analysis and dispatches from the ground, subscribe to The Telegraph. You can get your first 30 days completely free at telegraph.co.uk slash audio. And sign up to Dispatches, our Ukraine newsletter, which brings stories from our award-winning foreign correspondents straight to your inbox. You can listen to this conversation live at 1pm each weekday on Twitter Spaces. Follow The Telegraph on Twitter so you don't miss it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider following Ukraine The Latest on your preferred podcast app. And if you have a moment, leave a review as it helps others find the show. You can also get in touch directly to ask questions or give comments by emailing podcasts at telegraph.co.uk. We do read every message. and We are especially interested to hear where you are listening from around the world. Ukraine The Latest is produced by Louisa Wells and Giles Gear.